0: This episode of The Wedding Film School Show is brought to you by Musicbed, the best music licensing platform for wedding filmmakers. Head over to themusicbed.com and enter our code WFS on checkout to get a free month on your annual wedding subscription. Now, onto the show.
1: you correct me if I'm wrong, Lindsey, but like, sometimes wedding filmmakers don't get along with wedding photographers.
0: Um, I don't know if I've ever heard that, actually. You know, anytime you have a bad experience with a photographer, like be honest with yourself. How could I have handled this situation better? I always come into any situation, any wedding, when we're working with a photographer, to me, I view them as my boss. You know, I'm not driving the ship, but they in many
1: ways are. And it's like, oh, well, you know, we're not. The, they're not the only ones who are important. I'm like, ask the couple how they feel about that. Like, if you have that mindset, you need to get over yourself and you need to really consider, the impact you're having on this person's photos.
0: Yeah, my lifelong goal is to not end up on like a TikTok or something where I'm like circling around <laughs> the couple on the dance floor or something like
1: that. you going try to get mad? know I'm too fast. all my Hey guys, welcome to the Wedding Film School show. I'm here with my part-time co-host, Lindsay Conklin from La Rev. How you doing Lindsay? I'm very good. How are you? Wonderful. I'm ready to get this one started. We just talked about how to make planners love you. It was kind of a all over the place conversation of, you know, some qualities you would definitely want to exemplify and some ways that you can, I think, Overall, increase your referrals from planners. And a lot of people don't even work with planners, so maybe you want to work with planners more often. Just some things you can do that when a planner works with you, they're going to be like, oh, that, that filmmaker was awesome. So go check that episode out if you want to learn about how to make planners love you and you, this is something you're interested in. Um, but today we're going to talk about something a little bit different, which is how to make photographers love you. Um, that's, I think there's some differences there, right, Lindsay?
0: Yes, it, it, uh, it can't be done. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, just just kidding. Um, Yeah, there's differences. I mean, there's a lot of similarities. So definitely, like, you know, go back and listen to the planner episode because I think that, you know, a lot of those same principles do apply. But um, it's different because we are both working in similar, you know, spaces. Um, You know, we're having to weave in and out of each other. We're trying to, you know, provide a product that the the client is expecting the planner is expecting all at the same time. Um, you know, while still trying to, you know, work on our own, uh, you know, maybe personal, uh, you're rubbing shoulders and all that stuff. Yeah. You're rubbing shoulders. So breathing the same
1: airspace and yeah,
0: if you aren't careful, it can get dicey. And the reason you don't want it to get dicey, you, you want to have a good working relationship with photographers is, is a, it's going to make the day so much smoother way more enjoyable Um, but at the end of the day like I know for me personally we get a lot of our referral business from photographers you know Mm -hmm. number one is is planners but but a lot of photographers um, send us business or they refer us to other planners when a when a planner is asking a photographer hey for this wedding who would you like to work with for video Um, because planners they realize how important you know that that relationship is between a photographer and a videographer. Well, and and I can so tell you, a planner asking, is
1: not going to hire a, a filmmaker who the photographer hates.
0: 100%. They're not going to do 100%. it.
1: They're just not. No. And so so I think at the end of the day, um, this is uh, related, but there's some differences. So we're going to talk about that today. But before we do that, mm-hmm. I just want to give you a chance. What, tell everybody about the LUT that you guys are producing. Because one of the things that's interesting that you said last episode is like – this was a LUT that was kind of designed to complement a lot of the photographers that you work with. And I, I think it's interesting. That was like a like a different way of thinking about maybe doing color for your brand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we um, we have it. We've released a LUT. It's available for a limited time. I think uh, at the airing of this episode, there's only a few more days left to grab it. Um, it'll be available through October 17th. And this is a LUT that, that we developed, um, it's, it comes with several different presets that are all designed for different lighting conditions and, and scenarios. Um, but when we started looking at the, the market that we wanted to get into the weddings that we wanted to do, we started looking at the photographers, you know, who, who are the photographers that are doing the weddings that we would like to do? What's their style? Um, what, what are their colors look like? And so we kind of approached it from the mindset of, you know, how do we make our our video, you know, more consistent with the photographers that are doing the weddings that we want to do? Because we, we feel like if it's consistent, if they look together, it's cohesive. Um, the photographer or the the planner is obviously, if they're recommending that photographer, they're going to be happy with the video because it's going to, look consistent with with the brand that they're trying to create and portray. The client should be happy because they have, you know, two products that, that are consistent with each other. And so that's kind of the the approach that we took um, with our style. And it got to the point we just recently over the last, you know, couple of years, people are constantly messaging us, other videographers, what cameras are you using? What what LUTs are you using? How do you, you know, how do you get that that? And uh, not that to say that we're you know the best out there at color grading, but that was kind of like an indication to us that hey maybe we're <laughs> maybe we're onto something. Maybe we sh- this is something that we should provide. So we're kind of testing the waters. We're, that's this the whole purpose behind the the limited release. We just we've never done this before. Let's get it out there into the hands of people. See what they do with it. So um, if you're interested, you can go to um, which is L-E-R-E-V-E. Lutz, dot com and
1: check them out. They're 175 bucks. If you're interested in that, you know, I think what the editorial luxury look, it's definitely going to be something that is, might help you get there. So definitely check it out. So when I got started, um, in wedding filmmaking, uh, 12 years ago and we didn't know anything about wedding filmmakers. And, And so our journey as wedding filmmakers was like, just talk to cool wedding photographers that were in the area right and we mm-hmm. would like i remember like early on like there was some gatherings and we would just go to these and we were the only filmmakers and we would go and and we were always like we didn't know anything we had like dinner with all these photographers like we like we weren't tactical we just didn't know right. what else to do and we wanted to hang out with other artists mm-hmm. and we were the only people we knew who made wedding videos
0: yeah and little, so, Little did you know that was like the best thing that you could have ever done for your business. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> it was. And I you think know? looking back on that, like, I think like that ideology has been instrumental into our, we, you know, we are doing 200 weddings this year. Um, you know, of course we do the off um, backyard wedding, but in general, we're working some of the same venues that, Al- that LaRev would be working. Mm -hmm. You know, high-end venues with high-end photographers, more localized, less destination. But, the, you know, whatever the top of our market is, that's what we're doing every weekend. And I would say we're probably 60% of our referrals are planners, but 40% of our referrals are photographers. And I think Mm -hmm. what we have done is make photographers love us. They love us as people. They love to work with us. And so I was like, we should talk about that, too, because... I have found, you correct me if I'm wrong, Lindsay, but like sometimes wedding filmmakers don't get along with wedding photographers.
0: Um, I don't know if I've ever heard that, actually. <laughs> um, of course, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like you can pretty much guarantee if you're scrolling through any of the Facebook groups, there's gonna be at least one. <laughs> maybe uh more rants a day about you know photographers um you know poor working experiences between photo
1: video teams and some are justified but some are most i i would overlook and that's yeah and that's what i honestly tell people is like i don't know man like and they're like well so if this is how you feel you're not going to like this episode if you side with well i'm the artist too and i should get my opportunity blah, blah 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 and like that's how you feel about wedding photographers you're not going to like our take on it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. that's really not how we feel about working with these people and it's not the way that we approach it so we're going to talk about some stuff we do to make wedding photographers love working with us so so lindsay are you kind of a similar group like you're are you like sixty forty seventy thirty planners wedding photographers um
0: we were as we've uh you know gotten into a little bit higher end market it's um, we're we're just having more planners you know that are doing the weddings that that we want to do reach out to us but we're probably like seventy thirty you know mm-hmm. um, somewhere around there yep and and you know, a lot of the photographers that we've worked with have even referred us to some of the planners now. Yes, that, that happens a lot too. You know, so that's that's pretty great. Um, so even there are certain like planners that refer us all the time, and indirectly, it's because of a referral from a photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something to think about. So uh, they kind of get a, a default uh, referral.
1: <laughs> I always tell people like there's there's like a wedding food chain. You need to yeah, know this, hundred percent. And like there's there's a pecking order. For it's sure. like. Planners, photographers, you're somewhere uh, down there,
0: towards the bottom. Yeah, y- you know that's okay though.
1: It is okay. It's, it's really about what is the known quantity here. Like, w- I need to just take what's known and create order out of it for my business. Mm-hmm. I don't need to worry about changing. Like, I, this is my thing that drives me nuts, Lindsay. He's like, who cares if everyone thinks photography is worth more? Why do you care? Why are you focused on that? Care. Then go make yeah. the wedding photography,
0: right? Exactly. Like you, you know, what's funny is, uh, and, on, and honestly, the length the the lengths that you know planners and even some photographers have to go to to get these referrals to get the business is a lot harder, you know, than it is for a videographer that's getting the benefit of those referrals from mm-hmm. planners and photographers. So, and I'd, I'd much rather do that, you know, than. Then have to you know hustle to get you know get my brand out there in other ways.
1: I think I'm going to break this into three categories um, when working with photographers, um, and, and we kind of think in context of a of a wedding, right? So, let's start with before the day, Lindsay, for you with the Rev. Like, what are some things that you have found make photographers love you that you might do before you the wedding even starts?
0: Yeah, I think um, you know simple communication reaching out. If it's somebody that you have not worked with before, it's always good to introduce yourself. Um, they might, that photographer might have a little bit of an anxiety, you know, because they don't know what they're getting PTSD. Because, again, as we <laughs> meant, yeah, they, they have PTSD, right. They've had bad experiences in the past. Um, which is sad, you know, like there, there, shouldn't be that type of stereotype, you know, when it comes to working with a, another vendor at the wedding. But, there might there might be, you know, because of past experience. And so just, you know, setting their mind at ease and letting them know just your process, you know, um, so that they there's no like fear of the unknown. How and, detailed do you and, try to
1: get into that with them? Like for with Larev, um, like when you when you give them a little text or a little email?
0: Yeah, I mean, man, it's been so long because a lot of times we're working with photographers that we've just now been working with for a few years. And so I'm trying to think back. But I would I would guess if I can think back to different conversations I've had, um, it's less about getting into the details, you know, about, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And just more about like getting to know them as a person and like they'll sense right away whether or not you're going to be somebody that's easy easy to work with or difficult to work with just, just by how you talk to them.
1: You would be stunned how few of these people ever get reached out to though. Like Oh, yeah. Like it is not the norm. I don't, I'm not going to lie. I don't always do it. Um, yeah, I don't either. But I often, when I, especially when I'm like, I don't know this person at all, usually I try to text. And the, what I yeah. will always say is, hey, I, I'm Jason from Stop Go Love or Huxley Films, mm-hmm. depending on what I'm representing. Um, I just wanted to reach out, let you know, um, or so you have my number in case there are any needs on the wedding day. And that's it.
0: Yeah, I don't try to perfect. insert
1: myself in their process. I don't even explain right. my process. I let them know it without saying it, this is about you and whatever you need from me. And mm-hmm. that, and I think, I think like there are- it
0: just sets the tone.
1: Yes, I think it sets the tone and the only time I'll say more is if I maybe have like a separate session that I've requested and I will always tell that person, hey, from this time to this time, the planner has a video session, but I'd love it if you can be there. You know, we, I've been so spoiled with sometimes not having to reach out to
0: photographers, even ones that we haven't reached out to, that um, I've been burned before for not reaching out. We did a wedding, and I'm not going to give too many details. Um, a wedding in we a did place. Wedding. We did a wedding in a really awesome location that was, you know, overseas. Um, we showed up to town a couple of days early, and we thought. We were doing the right thing by like we let the planner know. We even messaged the photographer and let them know that we were in town, and they were like, "Oh, great!" Um, But that we kind of that was it, and you know we were just enjoying our 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 free time like the day before the events were supposed to happen. Well, we ended up waking up one morning, and the um, photographer had done this awesome shoot with the couple. Yeah, but didn't tell hadn't told us about it. Had not told us about it and the the photos were incredible (laughs) and we were just our heart sank because we're like oh my gosh we should have been there like why weren't they we we there why didn't anybody tell us you know we would have absolutely jumped on that opportunity um, had somebody told us that that we you know they were doing this you know and the planner and the photographer had a really close Relationship, they knew each other really well, so they're we like were usually like, symbiotic. Like you need to yeah. realize, like you're the third wheel. <laughs> we we were the third wheel, you know, and and I we could have done more to prevent that. By the, again, by the end of the wedding, they loved us. We had a great relationship with them. We even like reposted those pictures of of the photo shoot that we weren't at on our Instagram um, because we weren't gonna. We were like, okay, we have one of two choices: we could be bitter about this and be upset, or give them the benefit of the doubt, promote them, lift them up and just show that, Hey, we're, we're team players. Like we're going to next time. If you work you know, with
1: them, they're going to invite you.
0: They will invite us next time. <laughs> they will. And it's
1: like, that's really what you want is you want, like you want to, I think when you're the wedding filmmaker, when you're dealing with the alpha, which is the photographer, and I don't care who likes that. It's the freaking truth. So just suck it up and deal with it. Mm-hmm. They're the boss. Yep. Like Yep. when I'm dealing with that person, the best way for me to succeed is without demanding it, letting them know what I would like without requesting it. Like if I yep. if the person knows that I would like to be a part of any session that they do and they realize I'm not going to be a pain in their butt and it's not going to kill them for me to do it. Um, they might be likely to do it, but not every photographer is going to want you there and you need to know right. that like you, you need to, when you're so bold to ask for those things, like, you need to realize, like, some filmmakers are morons and ruin that session for them. And they're like, the last thing I want is to have a filmmaker at this sunrise session. I don't want to deal with those idiots. Like, that's not about you necessarily. You're trying to unpack that trauma for them <laughs> mm-hmm. with the day. And I think, honestly,
0: I think that's exactly what happened. You know, they this was a big wedding for them, too. They were, you know, trying to trying to make something happen, trying to, like, create some portfolio pieces. And so... They were probably just thinking, we don't want this nuisance of a videographer that we'd never worked with, you know, getting in the way, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so it, 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 um, it really does help to, if you've never worked with a photographer before, just reach out, set their mind at ease mm-hmm. to, so that they know that you're going to be there to enhance their day. You're there to serve them and help make their job easier, help make their job better. And it really is a sales tool. Like when we have consultations with clients... I, I always tell people, you know, when you hire us, um, especially if it's a f- photographer we've already worked with, um, I let them know, when you hire us, uh, we're going to work so well with your photographer that you're going to make sure you get your money's worth, if not more, you know, that you're paying for, um, you know, this photographer to be there and vice versa.
1: The amount of times I've had clients literally say to me, when I say, because I always make sure to like, let them know, because they want to know, oh, all these people like each other. That matters to clients mm-hmm. a lot. And it matters. When I say to them, like, oh, Joe, I love Joe. Oh, I just worked with him two weeks ago. It is so great. I cannot wait. I, I'll say something like, oh, this day is going to be so easy now because mm-hmm. you got Joe involved or because you got Elizabeth involved or because you got, like, whatever the person is, like, letting them know the familiar. Like, once you gain this relationship with this person, even with your clients, you can use it as mm-hmm. a sales tool because they want to know. Like, they're not going to be at each other's throat, and they're going to know how to like dance together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Something you said earlier, you know, when when you guys first started out and you were just hanging out with other photographers, uh, kind of made me makes me think of this uh, a little bit. Like, most videographers, they just hang out in other videography groups, which is the like is great. It is great. You know, it's beneficial. There's nothing wrong like with it. Like even this conversation, there's nothing wrong with it. However, if you're only hanging out with videographers, you're only going to think like a videographer, right? But if you have other friends in the industry, if you're, you know, uh, hanging out with photographers and, and, you know, chatting with them and stuff like that, then you're going to get a, di- a different perspective. That's going to help you and give you an advantage in your business. Not, and not to mention if they like you, mm-hmm. uh,
1: you're going to get those opportunities, those job op- opportunities. And so, That's, that's huge. I think that is a great point is like getting outside of like the video circle and trying to understand like photographers, like are very different in a lot of ways, what they talk about, the way that like they talk about branding a lot more. They talk about their clients, personal experiences a lot more. They don't talk about gear hardly at all. Filmmakers are way behind photographers Mm -hmm. in style. Yeah. Like they don't know, they don't, they dress worse. Their, their, their color is less cutting edge. Like everything photographers are doing is gonna, if you get around these people, it will elevate your business because you'll be on the cutting edge of what's actually selling and what is trendy and cool versus filmmakers Mm -hmm. who like, just by nature of how long it takes to make a freaking wedding film, like we're just always going to be a little bit behind. So it's like, I, I need these photographers to keep me cool and relevant our whole introduction to
0: like networking and relationship building in general came from uh, some photographers that we were working a lot with back in the day. We were on this one preferred vendor list when we first started and we was we were just constantly working with these these photographers over and over again. We developed a relationship with them. They're of course working, you know, anywhere and everywhere in our our hometown, all the top venues and they're like, "Hey, you guys need to you guys are awesome. You need to come to this networking group that we have." And we're like, what, there's a networking group, you know? And so uh, if it wasn't for them, we would have never even been introduced to this this whole world of, of networking and, you know, creating relationships. That kind of brings us to, like, how we interact with them on the day. Yeah! Because you wanna be remembered, right? Um, and that's where that's where the, the secret sauce comes. Like, yeah, you reach out to them beforehand, there's things you can do beforehand, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, you, how you interact with them, how you work with them is going to make or break. Cause you probably have an opportunity to do so.
1: this every single week, guys. If you're every listening to this, week. every week you show up and shoot a wedding, you have the opportunity to make a good impression. And maybe it's not like one of Harper's top 10 photographers, but maybe they have 25 weddings they could refer. Whatever mm-hmm. it is for you and your business, it all makes a difference. So like, I, don't look your nose up at people just do your best to like create that referral. So every week you have this opportunity. So what are some of the stuff that people can do to make a photographer love them at at an event.
0: Yeah, before I answer that question, one thing I wanna add is sometimes high profile photographers, especially now with like COVID and postponements and reschedules, sometimes a high end photographer is doing a lower end wedding just because of the way things worked out. They might've booked it years in advance, right? And now they're like having to. So just, again, don't judge you know who the uh, the photographer is even based on the wedding. Maybe you think, well, this is probably a lower budget wedding, whatever this, you know, this may, maybe this photographer mm-hmm. is not worth, you know, working hard to get them to to like me, but you can never n- you never know. The I have a couple <laughs> of examples of
1: that where I'm just <laughs> exactly. like Exactly. So do I. Show up at the wedding and I'm like, I remember doing a wedding and um not that he does massive luxury, but he has 400,000 Instagram followers and I was like Oh, I'm going to this wedding in San Francisco. And I look at the person. And I was like, Oh, that's binge. Heisch. I'm like binge. Heich is doing this wedding. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, okay. So I've since mm-hmm. done like three or four weddings with him. Um, because I was like, Oh wow. Like I really like his work. He's a really cool guy. Oh, we met him at a conference a few years ago. Oh, he's really nice. Like you put it all together, but it was not like yep. some big mega celebrity wedding.
0: Yep, exactly. So, so on the day uh, you know, an- answer your question again, we've already talked about a little hinted about being easy to work with. Um, that is huge for a photographer.
1: What, why don't you define that a little for people? What is, what is easy to work with and what's the opposite?
0: Well, and we kind of said this too, with the, you know, part one of this podcast talking about planners, um, it starts with a mindset. If you come in thinking that you're better than anybody else there but especially with the photographer and that you're more important you're just naturally gonna make decisions that will rub the photographer the wrong way so i always uh, come into any situation any wedding when we're working with a photographer and i like to me i view them as my boss right mm-hmm. they are running the show they have a long list of f- photos that they have to get you know, I'm there uh, in many ways, just to document the day as it happens. I don't dictate a lot of things that, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, I'm not driving the ship, but they in many ways are in many you know, aspects. They're trying to fulfill their list while also maintaining a schedule. Um, and so if you're doing anything that's going to derail that, if you're uh, slowing them down, if you're getting in the way, if they're having to wait for you to do something, um, You know, taking if you're taking the details, you know, into another area and you're filming it, and they're looking for those details, you can't be doing stuff like that. Or if you're taking the client away from them um, to do your own thing, you know, because you have this awesome, you know, shot or vision in your head, but if if that in any way interferes with what they have to do in their schedule, that's already going to be you know bad bad strike on you. So just stuff
1: like that. Remembering.
0: What they have on their shoulders because they have they have a lot they have a lot of stress you know on on wedding days that, yeah and you can imagine
1: um, as a filmmaker like you can imagine that what you're doing is harder um, and maybe technically in some ways it is harder um, mm-hmm. but I would say it, do that to your own detriment in terms of going too far with that because first of all you don't know some of you might have done both but in general you most people haven't and second of all um, it doesn't really matter what you think all that matters is like the result that you want. and the result I want is that, um that they when they do their details, I'm not moving anything, not touching mm-hmm. anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, i i I was telling you in the last podcast, we come an hour early. We come an hour early so I can do all that stuff without them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I can make sure that when they show up, it's all in one place. So I say that like I say like, Hey, I'm going to come because it takes me a little longer to do the dress and they might not, sometimes I don't like the way photographers want to do certain details because they are using light I don't like. So I know I'm going to maybe want more cinematic shots, something that benefits me. In order to do that, I'm going to come hours so that by the time that person shows up, sometimes I leave it. I'm like, oh, this is dope. They're going to like this. And so I leave it and say, hey, I set this up for you upstairs. You feel free to move it. I'll help you. But I think you're going to like it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm considering them and not, I always tell the client, I don't want to be in their way when they arrive. Yep. I want to be done so that whatever yep. they're doing, I, I, you know, I just don't have to worry about it. Like I'm not going to be in their way. I might say, Hey, can I snipe a few shots? And you got to know that too. Some photographers don't like it when you take their sets.
0: Yes. Cause they spend all this time working on these you know s- these flat lays or whatever and then you just come and go
1: oh this looks great you know and just steal you, you know, gotta steal ask from them. i <laughs> yeah. always ask i do. And say hey do you mind hey, if you i, mind if all I this- shoot that mm-hmm. hey oh this is beautiful can i get an image of this i really feel like the client would like it uh, the plan i actually will say oh the planner would love this can i get mm-hmm. can i get a shot but like you gotta know like every part of that is their art form like some of them are known for like um, lay flats and if Correct. i'm if i'm going there and just basically jumping on their shot taking Mm -hmm. shots from them and getting my own reputation built on their lay flat
0: Mm -hmm. you got like and sometimes you'll know if if the photographer cares or not without them actually telling you because um, they might say hey do you want to shoot this stuff and if you say yes and if they like bunch it up and (laughs) like hand it to you that means they didn't want you to uh, you know basically copy their, their you know their design that they made. Yeah. I've had that happen before where they're like, okay, here you go. And they hand it to you. They pick it up, they move it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it
1: is what it is. It's just like knowing that like the second that day starts, you're like, I always try to remind my guys, like my team, when I'm educating people, I'm like, there are three or four times in the day where you can really piss off a photographer. And one of them Mm -hmm. is at the very beginning. (laughs) And that's like with those details in that dress. Like, yep. You need to be extra careful if you cr- prove to be a creative partner with that person. Like a lot of them will be like, "Oh, does that look good? Should I move this?" Like that's my engagements with most of them. Um, mm-hmm. And and so like that's what that's your goal. Your goal is that that person shows up and there's no threat whatsoever, and both of you are just right. vibing and going. I went the other day, and I don't know if this happens to you still, Lindsay, but I showed up. It was an event in Maine, which has like less of a vendor pool less of a like high end kind of like not it's not like the new part world where everyone knows exactly how everything goes. You have a big variety. So I go with the photographer and I walk in and I say hey guys and I do my normal nice thing. And the photographer kind of looks at me like hi guys. And I and I and I'm like, okay, um I just just before you move the dress, I just wanna like, you know, get a shot. So so I'm like I'm like, great. And they're like, okay, fine. And I could tell. I pull the second out and I go, listen, these people don't like us. By the end of the day, they will. But right now, they don't like us. So don't let them out of your sight because they will <laughs> take that dress down and they will hide it. And so you right. need to stay with them and shoot that dress. I knew I was in a certain situation with that photographer. Like I said, hey, can I, can I just take an image of that ring before you bring it back? And she's like, well, the client entrusted it to me. That was her response. (laughs) I was like, oh, lady, like, you think this is my first rodeo? Like, come on. Mm -hmm. Like, you want, you're going to make the photographer, like, you're going to bring it all the way back to the client, make me ask for it again. Like, that's ridiculous, right? But I didn't get offended. I just said, oh, you know, trust me, I'm just going to take it right here. Like, I am playing fireman from the very beginning of the day with that person. Yeah. And by the end of the day, they loved me. Of course. But. At the beginning of the day they did not (laughs) and i think how you handle that first touch point with that person Mm -hmm. when you can tell there's tension really will set the entire tone
0: yep it's uh it's so true um and we that's the thing is is you know anytime you have a bad experience with a photographer like be honest with yourself think back and be like okay how did i how could I have handled this situation better? Cause you have a choice to make like Jason in that moment, you had a choice when you got that vibe, you could have said, okay, well it's going to be one of those days and I'm just going to do my thing. And I don't care if this person likes me or not. Um, and then what would have resulted, you know, a, a crappy day,
1: bad portrait you're, you're, session later you're in the day, bitter
0: all day, bad portraits, you know, people are unhappy. Um, but you made a conscious choice to not get offended to give that person the, the benefit of the doubt and you know look at the results. Oh, don't you get know, me wrong, they, they, I thought it was they they actually super themselves.
1: amateurish of them. But but like <laughs> but I was just thinking in my head like what do I what are my choices here? What are you gonna do? Yeah. My exactly. choices are like I can show them, oh do you know who you're dealing with here? I have a podcast. Right. You know? Right. Like or I can like teach this other filmmaker I'm with like this is how to handle this because our client deserves good images. Mm -hmm. And I need this photographer to not screw me because they have the power to do so. And so like they, they, they they shot the groom details without the second, even though I tried to like, they were out to get us for the first two hours of the day. Mm -hmm. And I was cool, man. Like I, I, it was on me to fix it. It's not on them. And I think that's what I would tell you guys is at the beginning of the day, when you get into that interaction, when you first show up and you're trying to make their day easier, um, you are the one who's trying to fix any tension that like, you're like a therapist from whatever experiences <laughs> they've had in the past. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, and,
0: and sometimes we need therapy after, uh, you know, a wedding day, but
1: yes, in that moment, yes. you got to be the strong
0: one. Um, yeah. Being helpful. I'm pretty tall. So mm-hmm. if, if we even do dress shots nowadays, um, I'll always like offer, Hey, you know, do you need me to put this anywhere? Can I hang this up for you? Moving furniture, you know, um, just being whatever you can do to be helpful, not standing around, not getting in their way, not trying to you know steal their shots. Yeah, literally just noticing
1: what direction they're shooting.
0: Sometimes I'll, you know, I might be getting ahead of myself, but, you know, towards the end of the night, offering, hey, do you need a water? Do you need something to drink? Mm -hmm. You know, things like that, that, you know, go a long way. And oftentimes they're going to say, no, I'm good. You know, but what internally... You know, what are they hopefully thinking about me? Oh, man, what a nice guy. And you can't always
1: win these, by the way, guys. I'm not saying every photographer you can win over, but like, you know, it's a fun game. (laughs) Uh (laughs) It's a challenge. Yeah, I love it. And so and I find like a lot of people who the very first impression with because I'm a lot and I know that about myself and I know like I'm done trying to change myself in some ways where I'm like, I'm going to I'm not going to able to be Jared or Lindsay or certain types of personalities, but I can be maximally helpful and sincere. And, um, I think, um, a big thing is I'm considerate like I can consider what their needs are and I can Mm -hmm. verbal. And this is what I'll tell you. If you're listening, verbalizing your consideration is big. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I know you need that shot. So this is what I'm going to do. Right. Like that'll help people a lot. So, okay, you, you, you're, you're getting ready. There's a lot that goes into there. One of the things that inevitably is gonna happen after you, you know, first arrive is there's gonna be like some kind of session, whether it be a first look or whatever. So we're getting into like portraits and moments like that. Mm-hmm. W- what's some stuff that people can do to make a photographer love you during, especially during portrait sessions with just the couple, but even during maybe family or, or group sessions?
0: Yeah. Um, for me and my experience, um, I, again, we're super laid back on the wedding day, so I'm not, I'm not taking the couple a- and being overly aggressive with where we're placing them with, uh, you know, what poses they're, they're doing necessarily. I, I, a lot, a lot of times I let, again, the photographer take the lead in that. Um, and, but what I, what I will do when I, when I do know that I want something, or I do th- know that I need something, um, my approach, instead of necessarily barking out those orders to the the client themselves or the couple themselves, a lot of times I'm standing right next to the, the photographer, so I'll even just you know kind of under my breath mention to them like, hey, when you're done with this, um, there's something I'd like to get. Is that okay? Or or hey, before you move their position, yeah, I, I want to try something out. You know, yep. and that's great because again, it shows that you're considerate of their needs um you're putting them first you know you're saying hey when you're done getting what you what you need do you mind if i do this most of the time they're going to be oh yeah of course for sure mm-hmm. and they'll even help you right they'll they'll might verbalize that to to you know the couple themselves for you um many times when i say that you know we'll, we'll have uh, um like the, the couple will just kind of naturally maybe when they sense that the the photo session is kind of or that pose is kind of ending. They're like getting out of it. But the, the photographer be like, Oh, wait, wait guys, video needs to get something. Yeah. Or sometimes they're, then they start even helping you like, Hey, can we get a little bit more movement for video? You know, they need that type of stuff, you know? So then they're starting to be considerate of of your needs because you've kind of, you know, showed that even something is like
1: as thoughtful as like, I will always tell them like, Hey, if you don't mind when we're transitioning between locations, I would love to be able to get all that footage because I need all those in between moments. Are you going to want to shoot any of those Mm
0: -hmm.
1: from what direction do you like behind or like, do you want to shoot their backs or do you want to shoot like, cause some of them will use those to get like back address details, tight hand shots, the types of shots that they want. um, That might be a little more drag shuttery or just different things that they need to do. Um, Knowing about the types of shots photographers want um i think is a big thing i think knowing their focal length one thing i've always i always try to do is shoot a 20 like 20 more than whatever they're doing in a session never almost never shoot wider than your photographer right you want to like most of the times i see people they're like "Ah, this guy and it's like you shot the whole thing on a 35 millimeter lens and they're on a 50 mil
0: right what do you expect yeah
1: how like you're you're dumb dude sorry and like well i can't it's like (laughs) the fact that you can't afford two lenses is not that person's problem like like maybe you should have bought a 24 to 70 instead of a 35 millimeter lens like Mm -hmm. but like considering even the lens choices you're making in a session based on what they are doing i always ask them at the very beginning of the session um what what lens are you on yeah i always ask that
0: And understanding, you know, what their focal length looks like. So that way you're not getting in their, their shots, you know, um, you know, a lot of that comes from experience and just, you know, years of, of doing it, but I'm good at like knowing where I can stand just to just be outside of their angle. If I'm trying to get a different, you know, side shot or something like that, because the last thing I want to have happen is them tell me, Lindsay, Hey, you're in my shot. You know, I, I don't want that. Um, yeah. The other thing I was gonna say is, um, I had uh, something I learned a few years ago. We were we were doing a, a wedding in in Cabo, and we had um, we're working with this photographer, and he kept saying during the por- portrait session, he's like, "Hey, uh, uh, Lindsay, do you need anything?" And I'm thinking I'm being considerate by saying, "Oh no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you got it, man. I, I'm, this is great. I'm having a great time." And he kept kept asking me, hey, do you need anything? I'm like, no, I'm great. You know, And I'm thinking, man, I'm killing it. I'm super easygoing. You, you know, this is great. We're vibing. Well, later on, we're taking a break. And the photographer comes up to me. He's like, hey, just so you know, <laughs> when I'm asking you if you need anything, um, I don't necessarily care if you need anything. But I'm just kind of out of ideas in the moment. And I need just a mental break. Yep. So whether or not you need anything, just... If you could just jump in there and do something for me, um, just to give me like help me reset a little bit and like think what we're gonna go through next, that would be awesome. And that floored me. I was like, oh my gosh, yep. I'm so sorry. Like that makes so much sense. We always talk about being um, a
1: creative partner with our team. Like you, you, you know, there's definitely like you can definitely step on toes, and I think that's a line. You know, I don't know how to necessarily get always figure out where the line is but i know like if i have a good idea i'm just gonna say the good idea and there's a right way and a wrong way to say it but like Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna bring to the table good ideas like hey maybe we should have them walk down those stairs or maybe like i have an idea for this sequence and anytime i know i want something like i said before i'm gonna tell them hey i want to shoot the couple going down this spiral staircase do you want this too where Mm -hmm. can i stand that will not be in your way like yep just including them in my inspiration, I think is really what it is, is like, if I have a great idea, and it's not going to take any out of and I don't want it to take any of their time. That's the key right. is like, it's going to be when they're transitioning from location, to location, or within the context of what we're already doing. I'm just going to nicely bring it up and give them an opportunity to respond. I think exactly what you're saying is like, these people, um, they, they're looking for people to bounce ideas off of, right?
0: Yeah, inspiration, you know, Uh, I mean, even like much of this podcast and this, this conversation we're having is like, we're bouncing things off of each other and we're thinking of things, you know, that based on what the other person mentioned. So it's the same thing in a, in a portrait session, like you inspire each other, but the biggest thing is how do you approach the photographer with this? How do you speak to Mm -hmm. them? How do you communicate these things to them in such a way that, that they feel good about it? You know, they feel that, that collaborative process in, instead of feel like you're taking away, yeah, and you'll know like you'll know
1: if, if that person's open or not, I, it's hard to really describe, but I think you'll know and I the other thing I was going to say is related to portrait sessions is when I'm getting a weird vibe from a couple, I might say to them, "Hey, what was your engagement session like with them
0: you You'll say that to the photographer,
1: yeah, and, and just and, get and what in, do they say and they'll say something like, well." Not very, you know, and then I'm thinking, like, and then I'll say, like, you know, so for I'm getting that sense, too, that they're not super affectionate. And so, you know, I might need to coach them a little more um during the session. Would that be okay? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm getting a sense, like, if we don't tell them, they're not going to naturally move or they're not going to do anything. They're just going to stand there like mm-hmm. statues. But, like, I have to get permission to be that assertive. And, right. And, like... And I can tell, like when a when a photographer wants me to be very quiet, have a certain energy during the portrait session, and I can't, just,
0: I can't imagine you like that at all.
1: I do it. I just, I just, I just stand there. Like I just let uh-huh. them. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to notice that when they're fighting my energy, because it's yeah. what makes them feel comfortable, and it's it's the way they want to be. Their brand is like a very calming. Yeah. And they and like I, at the end of the day like I'm gonna take what they give me in the portrait session I'm not gonna fight them uh, I find a lot of the more high-end weddings have the worst portrait sessions
0: it, it's true and there's a lot going on we have a lot of high expectations you know at some of these higher-end weddings you're everyone there is expected to be a professional and be able to do their job right mm-hmm. away <laughs> um, and we actually had to kind of shift our our priorities a little bit as we started doing these higher-end weddings and having less time with the, the couple, we used to think the portrait session is it. Mm-hmm. This is everything. This is what our entire film is based off of. 30% um, of our shots minimum. Right, exactly. And we had to adjust our thinking on that because sometimes we don't get that time. And I think our personally, our style and our films are 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 better for it. Um and now when I watch videos where, like you said, like 90% of it is just shots of the couple, I'm like Well, there's so much more happened, you know, that was significant than just that portrait. Well, and also you got to know it's not
1: a sustainable model because the more you work with wealthy people, the less likely they are to want to take part in your perfume commercial. Right, (laughs) exactly.
0: (laughs) So true. At the end of the day, why are we even having this conversation? Why do we want photographers to love us? I want to work. It's it's because we want to work. If you want to do what you love, if you love. Creating videos, if you love doing weddings, if you want to charge more, you know, if you want to be able to get weddings that are at a certain caliber, like these are some of the the things that we found are easy ways of of getting getting people to um, love working with you and referring you those those jobs and helping you be successful. So
1: one other thing about shooting, I was gonna ask you about wedding day. Like I I feel like receptions are the least conflicty time because photographers don't seem to care about receptions really. (laughs) They're just like whatever. They take like three shots, leave. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll look over there at the bar, like, and I'm like locked onto my tripod, white knuckling Mm -hmm. a 30 minute speech. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. but I think ceremonies are major areas of conflict. Yes. um, With photographers, And, Mm -hmm. and, and like. On one hand, I am sympathetic to filmmakers who don't have all the gear. I had a photographer tell me like, oh, I was so happy when you guys showed up, you had all the right gear, and so I knew it was gonna be not a problem. A lot of people show yeah, up all with the All no-
0: the long lenses Yeah, and stuff yeah, like they that. show up
1: yeah. with no equipment, and then they can't cover the event because they're only walking around on a 35 mil all day. So I- I'm sympathetic to that though, because it's like, I get it, you can't just buy everything. But regardless, I think at the end of the day, Um, there are things you can do during a, a sorry, during a wedding ceremony that will keep them from hating you and actually make them love you a lot. So what do you find is the best way to work with a photographer during the ceremony?
0: Yeah, again, it all goes back to communication. So before the ceremony starts, communicate, let them know, you know, how you operate, how you want to operate, where your cameras are going to be. Um, we always have our, our two, uh, You know, cameras on the outside of, you know, in a traditional, you know, type of format. bridegroom, kind of cross-up shot. Exactly. So outside, long lenses, you know, 70 to 200s. Um, We have a, 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 we'll usually have like a roving camera, which is usually my camera in the back. And I'm kind of getting people as they're walking, you know, down or uh, or I should say up the aisle, down the aisle, whatever you want to call it. Um, And I'm kind of shooting them from behind. Cherish will usually be up front. Next to the photographer, so she's standing, you know, next to the photographer, um, getting those shots and making sure, you know, to stay out of their way. And then I'm also cognizant of okay, if they're on which side of the aisle, because most photographers are not standing in the middle of the aisle. Yep, some do, but most are not. They're usually off to one side, so I stay on the same side mm-hmm. of that aisle to make sure that I'm not in their angle, right? Um, yeah, or I'm, or, I'm, or I'm easier to crop out. Um, same thing with like, I like I, one of my favorite shots that we get is following the bride down the aisle, you know, getting that back of the dress shot as she's like walking towards the groom. Um, I'm a big guy and I, but I crouch really low. I make sure I cannot see that photographers, the front of their lens. Cause if, if that lens,
1: what's the classic thing they lens, say in family portraits, if I can't see right. you, you can't see me. Or If you can't see me, I can't see you. Well, the the adverse is true. If they can, if exactly.
0: you can see them, they can see you. If I can see that lens, I know it can see me. And so, uh, you know, to get that shot, uh, you know, I'm crouching really low, and and then I'm usually once I know that I have it, I don't linger. I get out. I get out of the aisle. You know, I make sure that that I'm now giving them you know clean shot just in case I'm overlooking something and I'm maybe I am visible. Um, but it's easy to hide behind some of these bigger dresses, you know. Nowadays, uh, sometimes it's not so easy. But that's one of the things, like just being cognizant, communicating. Where are you going to be? I've had you know weddings where the photographer, even higher end photographers, it's their style to shoot, um, you know, ceremonies on on thirty five millimeter lenses. Oh, it's and so they'll great! Get up Love close it. Close and personal, which is fine. And yeah. you know, I see these posts on Facebook where they're like, "Oh, this photographer, he didn't. Why don't they have a seventy to 200? Why would they? When those, you know, those lenses those happen, don't
1: look the same, right? There's a thing yeah, called compression. Changes,
0: it changes a style, and so if somebody, if the photographer, that's their style, and they, you know, want to shoot up close and, and with a thirty-five, I'll just, I'll go up there with them. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'll just change, and so being adaptable is part of that too. Yeah. Um. You know, and 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 uh, also thinking about you know where I I place you know. Um, for my, you know, down the aisle shot. Uh, a lot of times I'm, I'm shooting that with, with, uh, just my, my gimbal camera. I'll usually set my gimbal kind of in the middle of the aisle, but I always make sure that the photographer's cool with it. Hey, um, did you get your I wide shot su- already? Exactly. Anything
1: that him. you, you have to have a yep. shot list in your brain of every shot yep. they need and they yes. need that wide shot. And some of them are like, I need it during rings. Yeah. It's so, like, what do you want? What do you need?
0: Yep. So if that's that, important to them, you know, ask them. So, mm-hmm. yes, before I, before I, like, I'll get my, I'll go get my wide shots in the back with my, you know, with the Ronin and the gimbal and I'm getting all that stuff. And then before I kind of get my static down the aisle shot, I will ask the, ph- the photographer, hey, did you get your wide shots? Can I go down there and, and get that? Um, and it's, 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 it's same thing with, like, when I am in the middle of the aisle, um, you know, to get my ring shots, to get the the kiss, and then to get them processing back down the aisle. I'm off center. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't take that real estate um, as much as you know. Sometimes I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to be right That'd down be the center. I give it to the photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you know just something that we do. To I always to tell again. people
1: if you can shoot telephoto, like or 24 to 70 or some kind of zoom lens on your gimbal, and you have the ability and you like mm-hmm. the look. That's my secret. I shoot twenty-four yeah. seventy on that gimbal, and yeah, so do I. And I'll tell them like, "What are you going to shoot the recessional with?" Oh, fifty mil? Okay, I can shoot seventy. I'll go over your mm-hmm. shoulder, like yeah. or you know whatever. I'll go really high. I but whatever. I just want to. Everything is all about like letting this person know during this this very important part of the day that you are cognizant of their needs. They'll. A lot of them are going, You're not are you going to set up a tripod in the center aisle? That's a big thing. I don't know you're probably not getting that cause you're working at a different level, but the people in our market, they ask us that question because the amount of photographer, like f- filmmakers will literally go four rows deep with a tripod. And I'm like, are you nuts? Like how inconsiderate yeah. can you be? Like, yeah. and it's like, oh, well, you know, we're not, the, they're not the only ones who are important. I'm like, ask the couple how they feel about that. The couple doesn't Mm -hmm. not want a wide shot of their ceremony. Like, if you have that mindset, you need to get over yourself and you need to really consider the impact you're having on this person's photos. Mm -hmm. You are ruining their photos. You don't have to ruin their video to shoot off center in the back row. That is fine, that's a good shot. There's (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that shot. But if you're in every one of their wedding photos, that is unequivocally a bad photo. The other thing I was going to say about doing portraits uh, or doing like, obviously we want to make them love them. But for you to not get bent out of shape as a filmmaker is I always tell the photographer at the beginning of the day, you can always walk in my shot. It doesn't matter to me. You're part of the day. I say, the only thing I ask is that during the, whenever like, like during the vows or during the toast, you don't stand in front of my telephoto. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all I ask. Yep. That's yep. all cuz I just I need that I need those lips moving. Um yes. Other than that, I don't care if they walk in front of my wide shot the whole time. I'm not going to worry about it the couple I don't like the couple doesn't care. The couple's not going to be like mm-hmm. why is the photographer in all my images?
0: They yeah, because they, they were, were there. They were physically
1: there. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't get so bent out of shape because I'm like, this is documentary work is what I tell the couples. And the photographer right. was part of the day. So like, I release that photographer to do whatever they want to do, yeah. whatever they need to do. And, and like, I think like the more you can show them that you understand their needs and let them know that you are willing to bend to what their needs are for the good of the client – the more they're going to love working with you even during that ceremony time that which is typically where i think all the tension happens right
0: Mm-hmm. exactly you know i was thinking too uh you know for us in line with that point um our ideal couple they they don't want the overly stylized or overly produced wedding they want it to be authentic mm-hmm. um that's the, the type of person that hires us if they want something that's like super you know creative and like just you know posed and everything like that they'll hire somebody else but But who wants that for their
1: ceremony like honestly right
0: right exactly you know it's it's real it's authentic it's like you said it's document documentary and so i always tell people that we're going to document your day we're going to do our best that we can to make it as cinematic and beautiful and just visually stunning as we possibly can but at the end of the day we're there to document what happens you know and so that's that's what it's that's what it's all about and so working with photographers is great you know sometimes if I'm flying the drone I'll get still images for the photographer mm-hmm. um they love that you know a lot, a lot of our photographers they're bringing drones anyway but but they're busy you know and and so I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll get those shots for you. What do you need? You know, we'll send them the files. Yeah. Whatever
1: whatever I can do I'm to not, help. I'm, I'm here yeah, for whatever you. whatever
0: I can do to help. Yeah. I'm not so, asking
1: for credit yeah. <laughs> or anything, you know. I don't need credit. That's what I always try to tell people. Is like, I'm running a business. Like, I'm here to help you. Like, you refer me. I'm going to make more money on that than I would, like, on you get, getting my exactly. name out there. Like, right. <laughs> I, I always – so let's talk about reception, and then we can kind of wrap this one up. Like, mostly, like I said, I don't think most – most conflict isn't happening at receptions and, and there's not a ton we can really do for each other I find like I feel like we have a lot more to do at receptions than photographers do so keeping that in mind like, yeah, I, I feel the like the and everything yeah I feel like we have a lot of stuff I, I, for me some simple things when I think about the reception are the entrance am, am I going to follow them in with my gimbal okay Ask. I always ask Can I do this? Mm -hmm. I always tell Mm -hmm. them, "How far back would you like me to be?" Mm -hmm. Simple things like that. And then the other thing is, if I'm gonna do a little loopy loop, like you know, around them on the floor, I'm gonna do it one freaking time. Yep. And then I'm gonna be off that dance floor, and I am not gonna stand around on the interior of the dance floor making orbital gimbal moves the entire freaking time these people are dancing. That is.
0: I don't want it. My my lifelong goal. Yeah, my lifelong goal is to not end up on, like, a TikTok or something where I'm, like, <laughs> circling around <laughs> the couple on the dance floor or something. And like it that. looks better if you do
1: it, it behind it. the crowd anyway, guys. Having the foreground... It does. Foreground. It's beautiful. Yes, absolutely. It, it, like, you want to see those hands raising in the toast. You want to see people mm-hmm. clapping. You don't want to just see this weird shot. And, like, whatever. There's nothing wrong with right. getting, like, a non-intrusive gimbal move of someone on the dance floor. But, like, do not... M- stand in front of the entire wedding the entire time that you're going to be in their shots it's going to ruin their yeah. shots don't do yeah. it
0: for us the toasts are super important mm-hmm. at a reception and so we just let we let the photographer know where we're going to be um a lot of times you know cherishes she's she's always our our main camera on the toaster and she's always trying to you know we mentioned foreground earlier get some like beautiful foreground candlelight whatever Centerpieces in you know in the shot of the toaster, and so a lot of times people don't know, like she's not visible, you know. Yeah, so yeah. That's, a, that's why her. I always she's tell in them because the if somewhere. we're in the back
1: of the room or something. They can't even right. see you because you're shooting at 7,200 so, over a table.
0: Correct. So yeah. you got to communicate that stuff, and they're going to get in your shot once in a while. It is going to happen. They're going to forget. Um, so we just communicate. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll you know, and I usually have radios and stuff. which are like, hey, you know, so and so's in my shot. And so I'll just say, hey, you know, and oh, sorry, you know, because by this time you've already established, even if it's a photographer you haven't worked with, if you've done all these things that we are talking about, by this time you are friends. Mutual respect is there. You have respect for each other. And so because the whole, you know, most of the beginning of the day, you've been considerate of them. When you need something, they're going to give it to you. They're going to be considerate of you. And yeah, and then, you know, by the time you're having vendor meals, you're, you know, swapping stories and you're getting to know each other on a personal level. I would just say and this,
1: don't crap talk people. Don't.
0: Yes, 100%. Don't, you don't, don't know who knows who.
1: Don't <laughs> crap talk people during during vendor meals. If they want to do it, you can laugh, right? But like like don't be the guy. Don't Don't engage. Don't 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 open the discussion. Don't like 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 you want to be the good vibes person that's right 100%. If, you, if possible you can and bring that positivity. That's not easy for me. I love crap talking people. So, <laughs> but I know, but I know at the, during those times, it's like you gotta be smart, um, and build that loyalty. And so the wedding's over, typically there's not a ton we can do. I, I would just tell you one thing I try to do is that at the very least include them in my release in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and tag them and and like you, given you might be some like a new brand and it's not a massively big deal to them to be tagged. They and and like, but at the very least, you're reminding them, Hey, I exist. We had fun. And look, I'm pretty good at what I do because they have no indication if you're good at that point. It's not like they're gonna be like, Mm -hmm. Go look at your work. They don't care. I don't look at all their work. So sometimes I try, but I don't always. So I think that to me is like a big thing. And then I think we talked about this with planners, but outside of the wedding, you know, what do you do to nurture the relationships with these people besides just like tagging people
0: yeah um i mean that i mean that that is part of it, you know sharing sharing our work with them, tagging them, sharing their photos, even if it's even if we're not tagged in it, right if they're you know posting the photos from the wedding, we'll share their work. I think that's good, but I said this in our planner. Episode, And I'm going to say it here again. Um, Again, just think how you would treat a good friend or family member. You know, what if you cared about somebody, you know, what would you do for them um, to show that you care? And it's the same principles behind, you know, in the industry when you're trying to get, you know, authentically someone to, you know, build relationship with them. So just, you know, t- texting them once in a while, you know, if they're having a baby, you know, we just, a photographer we just worked with just had a baby and, you know, they posted on Instagram or Facebook, we had this baby and they're getting all kinds of comments. Ooh, congratulations. I actually reached out to them personally and texted them, said, Hey, congrats. You know, that's awesome. You're a father now. That's great. You know, and that's something that now we have in common because I'm a dad too. And so that shows more, you know, that goes above and beyond. Um, and hopefully shows them that that you care a little bit mm-hmm. more than just you know an emoji on a post or something like that. But but supporting their wins, you know, congratulating them if you see they're doing something, reaching out to them if if maybe you know they're going through something difficult. You know, there's natural disasters. Well, and following and, up too. You know,
1: like following up, follow up with people. Like I remember a friend of ours got into a bad tax situation because of an uh, idiot CPA screwed up some stuff for them and they got, they got, it really affected them. And the mm-hmm. next time I worked with him, we talked. And then the year after that, I brought it up again. Hey, how, how did that get resolved?
0: And, and like, he, are you, that you, you showed, you cared, you remembered, you know? Yeah. Um, for my, for my really close friends and family, when, when somebody has a relative that passes away, I'll usually put that in my calendar, the date. And I'll text them or I'll reach out to them or call them or even anniversaries, you know, stuff like that, important dates for people. Um, you know, so that's something that you could do and reach out to them around that time of year. Um, Even if it's just the work
1: that you have in common, here's the thing I'll say, like we're talking kind of advanced stuff, right? They've let you in a little bit and you have something to give back, right? You don't mm -hmm. always have that with people. And one of the things I do with people who I really love and respect sincerely is I might not get into that personal stuff. I might literally just be like, hey, I just wanted to text you and say, I've noticed your work is just next level this year. And I really, really love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just like something that, goes that- so far. Something that shows that you care about them beyond that, that. You know that the art that they're making is something that is a part of themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and, and like, this is what I'll say. The, this is what pains me about our industries is when people don't view each other as symbiotic, you know, you're actually harming yourself because these people are a part of you. We're all artists and we're all trying to create something and very few people understand what it's like to put Mm -hmm. yourself out there every single week and be treated like a servant and really you wanna be an artist and no one really appreciates you and you're releasing this stuff and it's just a commodity for some person to make money off of. And like, the only person who understands what that's like is the photographer. They're the Mm -hmm. only person who understands what it was like to work with that crazy bride or (laughs) like whatever situation that you were in with them. And like and so to treat them like an enemy is a really, really it's a missed opportunity to have like Mm -hmm. real camaraderie with people who understand what you're going through. And just because you're not making videos doesn't mean that they don't understand what it's like. Everyone who works in weddings has had the thought where they said, am I a real artist like i'm doing weddings like that's like fake art like ah am i still good do i am i good at this like everyone feels that way from time to time Mm -hmm. these people included and so if you're looking for people to commiserate with and to like build community with my experience by the way is that it's i enjoy a lot what i get out of photographers more than filmmakers they're just too similar, yeah. we're too similar, we're competing for the same <laughs> clients. And I feel like with photographers, it's like we can have real, no strings attached community. And I think like yeah. that's a missed opportunity for you. And like, if you really want them to love you, you should love them. I love it. And that's my period. <laughs> like, <laughs> so Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know we talked a while, two episodes. Um, I wanna remind people, go check out the LUTs on um, lorevluts.com. Um, support this guy. He's a true blue person. Um, he's doing well, he he um, doesn't really need all your money, but I think um, giving him respect and appreciation for what they're bringing to the table, to the industry is something that I think they deserve. Um, and so if you want to support them, head over there, buy the LUTs. Um, I think also let them know, like tag them when you use the LUTs, show people that you're using them. Um, reach out and let them know that you love them. Tell them that you don't love them, right? <laughs>
0: I'll take that, too. Yeah. These I, kind I'm of suck.
1: The IRE is way <laughs> off on the skin tones. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. But they Anything, could be.
0: They really could be. They no, really
1: could be. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, though, Lindsay.
0: I appreciate it, Jason. Thank you for having me. It's it's always a pleasure. And uh, also, thanks for what you do for the community, too. It's awesome Someday, to have. Hopefully,
1: uh, we can see each other in real life again.
0: Yeah, maybe it. WPPI or something. We'll figure something. that out.
1: Something. I saw your wife over the summer. That was nice.
0: Fl- you did. Thank I you. The flew-,
1: <laughs> <laughs> flew drone. But, you, um,
0: yeah, you, you helped us out with, uh, with the wedding. That was awesome.
1: But um, thank you so much for coming on, and we really, really appreciate what you're doing for wedding filmmaking. If you liked what we do, Follow us, like us, do all the YouTube stuff on Wedding Film School Show and our main channel, Wedding Film School. And of course, subscribe to the podcast. And you know what really helps us? Let someone know that you enjoy it. Share a podcast episode, share a video, let people know that you love this episode. Tell them how great Lindsay is, whatever. We really appreciate it, guys. Have an awesome day. Check out the next episode of the Wedding Film School Show.